Hey, I have a I fucked up story. Do you have one? Everyone has a difficult moment where we fucked up, but we go through it, learn from it, become stronger, and now we can laugh about it. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? My name is Candice. I am Taiwanese. I living in Taiwan so far. I am a bartender, also a Chinese teacher. I learn my English by conversation with friends. So my English is not from school and the book. So I might make some mistake. So if I did, please give me some credit. Uh, but why I want to use English for talk about this podcast is because I find out use English somehow is easier to describing my feelings, and also my job. I'm a bartender, and mostly I use English talk to my customer about life, about a lot of experience. So for me, use English is much a little bit natural than Chinese. So I wish I can use the English to. Describing my story to you guys, and the idea of this podcast is start one night. I was talking to one of my customer. We talk about we made some choices and make things go the way we don't expecting it. And、uh, we might like the result, or maybe it's actually okay, but doesn't matter. Then I start to think about everyone fucked up. You're not alone because no one's perfect. We make mistake, no matter big or small. But it matter is if you learn from it, because you know the best time you learn is actually when you hurt, when you fucked up. And when we learn from the experience, we can always grow stronger. And for sure, next time we can do better. And actually know us better to know what we want and what are we looking for. So I want to start this podcast to share those story. No matters, maybe it will be sad, maybe it will be funny, or no matter what kind of story that is. And I just want to share those story because everyone fucked up. And you don't need to feel embarrassing about those story because this is how. Built you. This is your life, and those experience is make you unique. Okay, so today is the first episode. I don't have any guests, so I would like to share my fucked up story to you guys. And that will start from my worst years of my life so far, and that was two thousand nineteen. So. It was a summertime, one of the weekend. I went to Danshui with my boyfriend at that time, and Danshui is a city is beside the river. It's really pretty. There is a street food restaurant, anything you can do. So a lot of couple or family will go there for weekend, just for a day. It's quite chill. And the story happens. When I come back from Danshui, and I was sleeping on the MRT, and just waiting for go back to our house, from Danshui to Taipei is around like forty minutes to an hours, 
and suddenly I got a phone call. So I was sleeping, so I just pick it up. We are looking, and there was a lady. She told me she is from one of the online shop I was buying clothes at. And she asked, "Is this your name? Is this your phone number? Is this address you put in? And is how much money you pay for buying your clothes at that time?" And it's all correct. So at that moment, I believe it's from the online shop for sure. And then she apologized to me first, and she said, "There is a selling project." Their company is doing with the people who want to sell in the clothes, and then I suddenly put my information into the contract. So, she say this contract is legal. So if I don't cancel this contract, the government can go to my bank account every month to take the money out and pay them. And I was like, oh. Okay, that sounds really fucked up. And what can I do? So she said, "Yeah, you know, don't worry about it. It's pretty. This is our fault. It's nothing about you. But we will just need to call your bank to tell them this is what happened. To ask them to stop this contract, and the government cannot able to take the money out from your bank account." So she asked me which bank I'm using the most, and. She asked me to take out my car and turn around to read her the bank phone number because she says she will call them and tell them what happened. So I don't need to be worried about anything. So I read her the phone number and she says she will call to the bank. And she said the only things I will need to do is just the bank might call me to confirm this thing happened. So later, about three to five minutes, I got the call, and the phone number is exactly the same as the bank phone number I just read it to the lady just now. So immediately, I believe that's from the bank because at that moment, I didn't thought about the my number can be fake, can be changed, you know. So. I answer. It was a guy, and he told me he's to, from the bank, and he told me he understand the situation. And the thing I need to do is really simple. I just need to do few time my identity proofment, and that will be done. I asked how to do this. He asked me, "Is there any closer ATM around you?" And I was in the MRT. Every MRT in Taiwan had ATMs. Really easy. So he asked me to go to the ATM and tell them which ATM I'm using. You know, at the moment I thought about should I do this at right now because I haven't eat dinner. I was really hungry. But in another head, I thought about okay, if it's really quick, I can just finish this problem and I don't need to worry about it anymore. So I go down to the station, and he asked me to print a paper out and read him the papers has a like ATN number, um, whatever the numbers on the paper. 
So I read him the number from the paper, and you know later I realized that's how he know how much money in my bank account. So he tell me he already connect this ATM as a computer that I can do my identity check. So he asked me to go to one of the solutions. And I think it was pay payment or something, but it's not transfer money for sure. And he gave me a number to ask me to put into the ATM, and that number is my passport. That's that's what he say. And the number is pretty odd. It's like something two zero nine eight seven. This kind of number. So I did it. I did a few times, and. He keep asking me to do this more than three times. At the moment, I think a little bit weird, and that's why I check the paper coming out from ATM every time, and I realize my money drop. I was freaking out. I I was like, why the number is not the same. And he told me, "Oh, you know, it's because we are doing this process, and this ATM now is not work as ATM. So when we finish all this, the number will go back to normal." And I have to be honest to you guys, I know there's something wrong, but in my head, in my heart, I wanted to believe what he say is true because. When I see the money is gone, it's really making me panic. So I wish I can just finish this and then, then can make my money looks exactly the same like I had. So I did it one more time, and I really think it's not right. And he start to being really pushy, really aggressive. So I looked up. I look my boyfriend and ask him, "Hey, give me your phone." And I think at that moment I already stood on the ATM for thirty minutes. And for some reason he doesn't realize what happened, and he doesn't ask me what I'm doing. And into the moment I ask him to give me the phone, and he look at my face and he knows something's wrong. And I don't have time to explaining him what happened. I just called the police station. I told them what happened, and the cop immediately told me, "Oh, this is the scam. You can just hand off the call." And that was the moment I know I fucked up. I was shaking. I cry right away. My heart beat so fast. I can't believe it. And I hand off my call. This guy even trying to call me back because he didn't took all the money from my bank yet, and he want every single penny from my bank. That's how horrible they are, you know. Then don't just get a little bit, and then we think it's enough. They want to take all of it from you, any single penny. So I run to the police station. I was hoping the police can help me to talk to the bank and to you know freeze the bank account, so maybe my money can still, you know, get it back. And the cop tell me because today is Saturday, and they don't really work at the bank, so 
we have to connect into them. And by the way, those accounts they are using is actually not a real account. Then created a one-time account for I think C to C just for people who selling the thing for just one time. So the account is just online account. It doesn't have a real account, so they cannot lock it. So that means my money basically is gone, and I cannot find it back. So I cannot sleep. I cannot eat for a few days. In the whole time, I was. Thinking about, I wish I have time machine. I can go back there to stop myself, because this guy he took almost eighty percent of my saving. And if you know me, you know I am a worker. I work two or three job, and I eat cheap. I don't buy myself fancy stuff, and I'm still paying the bank of my university. So I was really mad about myself because those money I worked so hard to saving and I don't even using on myself. And at that moment, I really wish I the situation could be somebody just pulling gun to my head and I can even tell myself a better excuse that you know, Candace, those money is for saving your life, so it's okay. But no, I doing this by. Nothing, just because I believe somebody told me stuff. That was a hard time, really tough. And later, I started to tell myself, you know, that's okay. I can only be happy that I'm still young. So everything for me is not too late. I can definitely make the money back. So now I learned it. I don't pick up stranger phone call. I don't listen to anybody to tell me to go to the bank or ATM, and I put my money in a different bank and I lock my money in the bank as well. And I start to share my experience, my story to my customer, my friend, my family. And that's tough to be honest because people judging you, people think you're stupid. And I still. Talk as much as I can because I don't care. People think I'm stupid. I care more to let people know this thing is happening in the reality. It's not just from internet or news or newspaper. It's some kind of hearsay. It can happen to anyone close to you. Can be your family, can be your friend, can be your grandpa, grandma, especially someone older. You know. And if my story can help even just one person to stop them do the same mistake like I did, then my money will not just pay for my own experience, but also help somebody else. So this is my I fucked up story of the worst years of my life so far. But why I say 2019 is my worst year ever, because after I pay my 80% of my saving, there was another fucked up story happened to my 2019 to my 2020, and that things really made my life really miserable for a while. 
not too long, but a while. So if we get a chance, and if you guys want to hear what happened, maybe I can share with you guys in the next story. So this is my I fucked up story for this episode, and I wish you guys enjoy it. And if you guys have any comment, it's very very welcome to let me know. Okay, so in the, the end of this episode, I have to specially thanks to my good friend, her. The music I using on this podcast is made by her. She is a really talented musician and she's super hot. And I love you. Thank you for helping me with those music. They are just amazing. I wish you guys like it, and thank you guys spending time with me to share my journey. I will see you in next story.